Welcome to an episode of the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast, where sports analysts and experts dissect the latest news from the NBA and NFL, giving you a unique view on some of the hottest topics around your favorite teams. From the fresh field smells of the NFL to the hardwood courts of the NBA and possibly your comfy couch for your fantasy football team. Let's see what kind of news the lab is working with today. Here's your host from the Sports Analytics Headquarters in San Antonio, Texas, Ernest Silva. Welcome to everybody. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Sport Genes Into the Lab podcast and the formal introductory episode of my show. Round one of this three-round episode will be a small trip around my life, followed by some fantasy football names to remember for your drafts this week, and the last round dedicated to early listeners and their questions. So first off, who is this talking in your ear? My name is Ernest Silva, PhD candidate in organizational leadership with a focus in sports management at the wonderful and historic Our Lady of the Lake University in San Antonio, Texas. A bit about my background, I grew up passionate about sports, played every sport you could imagine, baseball, soccer, basketball, tennis, bowling, which is a sport, contrary to belief, a lot of esports, gaming, which is also a sport contrary to popular belief. And I loved every single minute of it. When I became vertically challenged at the age of 16, my NBA dreams were crushed. And I discovered that my passion was more into analytics and the roster chemistry of every team at every level in every discipline of sport. So many great road trips, detours, and life lessons later, I find myself talking to y'all and doing something I'm extremely passionate about, which is talking about sports. What an easy hobby I get to do, breaking down statistical data, forming my own formula, analyzing team chemistry and player output, and determining which teams and players will break out and become more successful over the year. Okay, so not too much pressure, but it's very, very fun, and I'm really excited to be sharing it with all of you. Now, about the sport gene, I am under the belief that there is more than just the eye test and more than just crunching stats to determine if a team is successful. There is a human element, a want, a need, and that is commitment. Commitment gives a team, a player, an edge, a commitment to each other, commitment to the organization, and commitment to a goal, what I have coined from many studies as a psychometric, which you will hear a lot on this show when talking about team chemistry. This also comes back to why we have this site, this show, and this mission. I am pursuing my PhD, and on this site is where you can help me progress by taking my study, www.thesportgene.com. Go to that second page, click on participate on this survey, and fill it out. As time goes on, I will continue to conduct studies and see how psychometrics really impact the games we love, and if there is any correlation between leadership styles in organizations across the world and players' commitment. Okay, enough of the me talk. Let's jump into some sports news with some new NFL, NBA, and fantasy football news. 
And since we're on the topic of fantasy football, let's just jump right into round two. Before we start round two on the Sport Genes Into the Lab podcast, we'd like to remind any listeners that if you play basketball and you are from the ages of 8 to 18 in the Rio Grande Valley, check out Triple Double Basketball Academy, one of the premier programs in Texas located at the center of the RGV in Harlingen, Texas. Find your young basketball pros practicing ball handling techniques, proper shooting forms, learning strength and conditioning techniques, and gain unmatchable experience with elite state tournament play. Follow on Facebook or visit www.tripledoublebasketballacademy.org. Triple Double Basketball Academy, where each basketball player grows no matter what. Here we go straight into round two. I'm sure you've heard enough about me. Here are the top 10 fantasy football sleepers for 2019. I took the stats from last year, dissected the coaching changes from the preseason and into the offseason, consistencies with the programs as well as those playbooks that those new coaches have brought, tendencies with in-game decision-making, and broke down the ADP or average draft position from five different draft sites so here we go get your pens and papers ready we are going to jump right into it number 10 on my list carry on johnson you've heard the name from many special platforms you've also heard the name from many espn and yahoo sites but let me tell you this is potentially a three down back not listed out loud with cj anderson right behind him may get the third down carry He has the potential to be that. And Matt Patricia can't stop saying it enough. Press conferences, private interviews, and team meetings that we've heard, a lot of news reports come back saying Matt Patricia is dedicated to that run. That means a lot. Expect a lot of draw plays, play action screens, even handoffs on third and short. Carry on could be that person carrying that ball. By my projections, project 1,100 plus yards, 13 touchdowns, His average draft position is rather high. It's late second round or early third round. But if you have that running back need or you have the running back you want to choose and you're coming back around the corner to the third round, carry on will not let you down this year. Coming in at number nine is Robert Woods. I've coined him as the quote unquote Mr. Consistent and the backbone of the Rams receiving core. Robert Woods continues to impress since joining the Rams and seems to be the most dependable wideout in L.A., to bring in steady numbers week to week. Seem to be drafted behind Brandon Cooks in all leagues, and even behind Cooper Cup in some leagues, Robert Woods would be a steal for you in the projected mid-fourth round that we have. However, Robert Woods' upside is the fact that he has finished top 20 in receiving the last two years on two different teams. He also has shown you that when it comes push to shove, and PPR leagues especially, He will have those high-volume targets and get those every-down throws thrown to him when first downs are needed. So when you talk about somebody who has been very beneficial to teams in fantasy football as of late, Robert Woods is your man. My projection, 1,100-plus yards, 10 touchdowns, average draft position, like we said, mid-fourth round. But I would definitely um, 
keep an eye on Robert Woods if he's on that draft board for you in that in that mid fourth to early fifth round. Number eight, Adam Humphreys. I know you are probably thinking to yourself, are we really talking about Adam Humphreys? This is a wild card that could really be a steal for your team so late in drafts across the world. Marcus Mariota is back. Ryan Tannehill, right behind. But nobody knows how to bail a scrambling quarterback or find a weak spot in the cushion of the defense better than Adam Humphreys. Bailed out Jameis Winston so often and is a PPR man. Even better, he costs you nothing. So, 880 yards, 8 touchdowns, his average draft position, early 12th round. That is a kind of steal you want to find when you're really needing that extra push for your team at the wide receiver position. Coming in at number seven is D.D. Westbrook. Whew, are, are we talking about unleashing the wideout beast in Jacksonville? D.D. Westbrook will be the favorite target of new quarterback leader Nick Foles that the Jacks have gone all in on. There simply isn't anybody else. Most receivers are injured or not options right now, but he is quick, agile, fast decision-making, and can catch in crowded situations. Best part about D.D. Westbrook is that he carries that chip on his shoulder that most elite receivers have. So get D.D. into that situation where he is constantly getting hit, trying to find the ball, struggling. That's when he performs his best. Westbrook has a huge ceiling and a very low floor. But with that spread, he if he falls anywhere in the middle, I'm looking at 980 yards, 9 touchdowns on projections. Average draft price for you? mid-eighth round. So you're not chasing him way up at the top, but you're also not letting him drag you down all the way to the bottom. So if you find yourself around the mid-eighth round and you need a a wide receiver to depend on, D.D. Westbrook would be your guy from Jacksonville. Going to number six, may have heard the name, but you haven't heard some of the stats. Miles Sanders, highest drafted Eagle since LaShawn McCoy. This man continues to raise eyebrows, twists the necks of the defensive linebackers as he runs past them. Most of the Eagles... Fan base, most of the Eagles coaching staff, and most of the Eagles players all will tell you how impressive he has looked. He has a potential to be a franchise back. He will seem like a steal for you in a keeper dynasty league in that type of draft setting, as he isn't considered in the upper epsilon right now, but he could be a key contributor stats-wise in a PPR league. Only question, how much does Jordan Howard impact his workload, and how much love is there for Jordan Howard in the Eagles franchise coaching staff and GM area? as well. My projection is that Miles Sanders will be that starting back by midseason. 730 yards on the ground, 8 touchdowns, average draft position right now, 7th round. Grab him while he's cold. Now when we talk about number 5, we're looking at the quarterback position itself. And this can be very hit or miss, but I am talking about Lamar Jackson. He will be the best running quarterback this year. I shouldn't have to say anymore, but I will. Cam Newton already banged up. Mahomes will statistically be less risky running the ball and in situations while under Andy Reid, as most quarterbacks under Andy Reid do tend to regress a bit in their second season with him. And the young quarterbacks coming in that like to run the ball already, that scramble, Baker Mayfield even, Kyler Murray, 
turnovers will be a downplay when it comes to fantasy points for the season. My projection, 1,000-plus yards in the air, 500-plus yards on the ground, 32 total touchdowns. Average draft position right now is the ninth round. If you don't trust the fact that Lamar Jackson could be a big deal this year and potentially be a top-five quarterback, keep this in mind. If you calculate the rushing touchdowns, the rushing yards, the ceiling is very high. But if you don't trust it, get your regular quarterback. I promise you he'll be there towards the 9th, 10th, 11th round. Grab him as a backup. You will not be upset by the end of that. Going to number four, I am going to be unorthodox about this, but it is the Cowboys defense and special teams. Okay, stop laughing. I'm being serious. Six games in division where I pit, where I predict they will be 5-1. and one. They play a very difficult and challenging Eagles team. I do believe that'll be a home-and-home home split. That That's 5-1. and one. They will have turnovers. It's a turnover-seeking defense. Tough games against New England, Green Bay, and Minnesota, where you will more than likely find a stream of the week for those weeks. However, the rest of the NFC North, the rest of the AFC East, they are very, very easy. Cupcake offenses that will turn over a lot, give the Cowboys defense some chances to get sacks. Talking about points galore with this Cowboys team. I have them going 11-5 and five or possibly 12-4 and four with another loss possibly coming to Chicago. But this defense is too good not to finish in the top five. So if you have that Cowboys team and you see them taking those defenses early on, just wait because right now they're projected at the seven mark being the seventh best defense in the league, and you can wait that out. Top three, you're going to laugh at this first one, but number three is Emmanuel Sanders. When it comes to Emmanuel Sanders, okay, no, really, you can stop laughing now, please. No, I'm being serious. Yes, he had a major injury. Yes, it's the Broncos offense, and no, Tim Tebow is no longer there. Stop it. Emmanuel Sanders is number three because he has a chance to be that one steady backbone for great Steelers and Broncos offenses and for a legit quarterback looking for redemption and proof he still is that Super Bowl caliber quarterback. So let's just say Cortland Sutton works out, and yes, especially Emmanuel Sanders will, will have huge numbers because when it comes to reports, Joe Flacco is on a revenge path in that AFC, and he will do his very best to get that ball spread around. With Emmanuel Sanders already going through preseason progressions on the field after that major injury, He is somebody to look at, and he doesn't cost a lot. My projections, 800-plus yards, 9 touchdowns, average draft position, about 10th round for most platforms. You don't have to go chasing him for for other platforms, Yahoo and ESPN especially. He's dropped to about the 12th round. You can find him there. Number two overall on this list, Tyler Lockett. If you aren't on the Lockett train, stop playing fantasy football. DK Metcalf had minor knee repairing and will be out for probably the first four weeks of the regular season. Nobody is faster than Tyler Lockett when he's flying down the field, except for maybe Tyreek Hill. I'd like to see them race. But Russell Wilson and Tyler Lockett will have more chemistry built. They already are connecting in preseason. You'd be looking to sell that play action more and more as they establish a run this year. Big plays all season long. My projections for Tyler Lockett, 1,200 plus yards. 11 touchdowns average draft position even with all of this information is a late third round early fourth round go grab yourself some locket watch that wide receiver one climb up the wide receiver rankings this year number one pause for effect 
Sony, Michelle. Okay, okay, okay. For some, this will be a no-brainer why, but for others, this is why I'm glad you're listening. Let me sell you. Tom Brady is 42, people. Bill Belichick, disciples across the NFL have several things in common. Get a dominant back, and Bill himself picked one in the first round last year. That's Sony Michelle. Despite his injury, he looked fantastic to carry the load. This preseason, even more explosive. Patriots must preserve this quarterback. Best way, run this ball behind a stout offensive line. Taking a look at that center that got hurt. We are going to be watching that. Control the clock and let Sony break free. Only I get it. Big risk. Can he stay healthy? I believe he will. We hope that he takes that step. I hope that he is ready for the next level. However, Williams right behind him. Not a bad idea to, to put that handcuff on your team. That way you have that Sony train route out all the way to the end of the season. My projections, 1,200 plus yards, 14 touchdowns. Average draft position right now is late fifth round. That is a steal for a potential top 12 back. A steal for somebody who has a very high floor and a very high ceiling. For Sony Michelle, book that name. Well, if that didn't shock your socks... Or, up, or you're upset that there's too many owners for your liking, let me throw a few more to watch out there in those deep 16-team leagues. Daniel Jones, yes, quarterback for the New York Giants, Daniel Jones. I predict that he'll get that Giants starting job by week six, and he will be decent. So if your quarterback goes down, take a flyer, stash him, hold him, especially in dynasty and keeper leagues, he will be a solid quarterback, despite what most 80% of people believe about him. If you had to switch gears and you're looking for a flyer on a tight end, wait till the end of the draft and get Delaney Walker. Boy, we talk about Frank Gore being ageless. Delaney looks fantastic. He looks young again, quick, determined to be elite. Wouldn't be surprised with that New England coaching staff predictability and tight end moves, i.e. Ebron, Walker, Gronk, that there'll be another trend of high stats for this 35-year-old. Of course, barring any injury, which is always the risk, Delaney Walker looks to be on a set path for that re- for that revenge year, um, giving everybody that chip on the shoulder and coming out playing fantastic. The connection between Mariota and Walker picked up right where it left off. They look great. Last but not least, in most deep leagues, Randall Cobb will be available in those latter rounds. He will be staring you in the face, and you'll be debating clicking or not clicking with as a minute goes down. But he is Cole Beasley 2.0 for the Cowboys. And yes, that is an upgrade. You may just see this is his most productive season given that Zeke's practice dump-offs haven't been there this preseason. No contract for Zeke means that those targets that would usually go to him are going to go to Witten and Randall Cobb. That's correct. New look offense? Absolutely. Is the line healthy? Yes. Dak short drop-off safety net? Never leaving the playbook. And so while Dak needs those bailouts, Cobb and Witten will be there for those bailouts. I don't think Tony Pollard will be getting those screenplays. I think it'll be going to Randall Cobb on sweeps or be coming underneath for some screen rounds. So Randall Cobb is that sleeper wide receiver that may just be fueled after the Zeke holdout. So that's it for the fantasy football top 10 list and some three sleepers in deeper, in deeper drafts. Take a look at your list. Make sure that when you're going to the drafts, you have these things ready. We're going to take you right into the message board in round number three after this ad.
As we move to round three, want to remind everyone traveling to the Alamo City during the beautiful fall and winter seasons, keep SATX rated handy for the latest information on new events, restaurants, and giveaways so that you and your family or loved ones can enjoy the city with the hottest scenes. You can follow at SATX rated on any social platform where they constantly do giveaways like Bean, front row or sitting behind home plate at the San Antonio Missions game or courtside seats at the San Antonio Spurs game. Follow SATX Rated today. Rolling into round number three, I am going to go ahead and tap into the message board and see if we have any messages from listeners very early on. And it looks like we have a few. Question one from Jacob in Harlingen, which is my hometown. So Hello, Jacob. In a 10-team league, half-point PPR, and he has the first overall pick, who would you choose? I'm a Packers fan, so I'm just wanting to choose Devontae Adams. Am I crazy? Well, when it comes to the first overall pick, you do have those big four running backs staring in your face. I call them the four horsemen. You have Kamara, or Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley and Ezekiel Elliott. Most people rule out Elliott because of the holdout in Dallas, but that's soon to be seen this week. Maybe that ends. You have Alvin Kamara, who hasn't proven to you that he can do a full season as the main guy yet, so I would probably put him at two or three. And then sharing the two or three spot, you have Saquon Barkley on an offense that's very unpredictable with a very low floor. And although he does have the high ceiling, you still have that very low floor. So the less riskiest of them all would be Christian McCaffrey playing for the Carolina Panthers and seems to be the go-to guy for any quarterback and the go-to man for the backfield. So I would probably look at Christian McCaffrey as that first overall pick. And um, just to answer that second question, yes, you're absolutely crazy. Uh, When it comes to the second question we have from Alec in San Antonio, what do you think about the Jameis Winston and Bruce Arians pairing? Should I take a chance or let somebody else bite their fingernails on Sunday? Um, yes, keep your fingernails clean first off, Alex. Second off, you don't need to bite them. You're not going to even look at Jameis Winston. Let's be honest, Jameis Winston's coming back from a year that he probably wants to forget. He's also joining a, co- a, a coach who's going to be with his, this team for the first year that, yes, does have a lot to do with the running game and establishing that and bringing out the quarterback play a little bit more. But you have no idea if Jameis Winston and Bruce Arians are going to mesh or if that offense is going to boost with key pieces leaving and not a solid running back one on that team. I would stay away from Tampa Bay for now um, and keep an eye on Jameis Winston. If he explodes in week one, still stay away. Keep watching. Let somebody else take that gaff and then have a bad week two or three and then pick him up later in the season when he's really clicking. The third question comes from Joe and Destin. When looking at coaching styles and strength of schedule in your research, do you take the best overall player in early rounds or just towards the back end of drafts for potential breakout candidates? Well, I use the same formula for the entire draft. I I watch over what most tendencies are happening in the offseason and then slowly adjust my power rankings when it comes to players and teams. Um, But really, best overall players in the beginning is really what's going to fit my team, I have those key players I think are sleepers who will fit my team later on. Um, you don't win the league in the draft. You hear that from a lot of people. You win it based off those transactions midseason and trades possibly and making sure you start the right players. So um, 
really when I'm drafting, I'm looking to make sure that um, the coaching playbooks are matched to the running back. So when I when I think of on Johnson as a good example, they want to run the ball 16 to 20 times guaranteed. I'm going for a back that's going to get that ball 16 to 20 times guaranteed. Strength of schedule is a big one. I look at Kyler Murray for that type of question because he will have the number one rated schedule for a quarterback. His strength of schedule is last when it comes to defense defense pass, pass awareness. So um, you want to look at quarterbacks who are going to have a low strength of schedule and, and then pick a quarterback that's that actually be good and, and uh, win your league that way. So that's the end for round number three. And I enjoyed introducing myself, introducing the beginnings of my fantasy takes and look forward to more time in your lives. I hope if you're driving that you're safe. I wish you a great Labor Day week and weekend. And that's a wrap, people. You've been listening to analysis from around the NFL and NBA on the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast. Send your questions on www.thesportgene.com or on the Anchor app. And follow the Sports Gene on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Overtime Heroics today. Today.